Greetings, holistically speaking friends. It's your well woman practitioner, Lashana Moore. I'm talking with you today about an issue that affects all of us, either indirectly or directly. All of us know someone, if not yourself, who have journeyed down the path of cancer, the diagnosis, the treatment, and life after, and in some cases, devastating outcomes. My heart and my spirit have been drawn for quite some time to discuss this challenge this disease, and to offer hope as well as some holistic tips for those of you who are living with cancer or those of you who are supporting people who are living with cancer. Grab your wellness tea, a comfy chair, a friend, to make sure that you have subscribed, and let's have this conversation. So I am proud to announce Wholesome Story as an affiliate and be an ambassador for them. I enjoy Wholesome Story personally because they provide women with premium supplements. If you know anything about supplements, you know that if we use them responsibly and accurately, they really can be a benefit to our wellness journey. I also love their testing process and they're in alignment with my mission to teach you to be well and be whole. I personally enjoy their DIM, their Spearmint, and their Inositol. Their products support ovarian health, metabolic health, hormone health, and so much more. So listen, check it out for yourself. Go on to their website, wholesomestory.com. Use my discount code for your 10% off of your products, which is Holistically Well Center. And be well, be whole. All right. Hey again, everybody. It's my prayer and desire that each of you are living well and living whole and as much as you possibly can for where you are in this season and time in your life. As I mentioned in the introduction, I have wanted to broach this conversation for quite some time. It is one that's been on my heart, on my spirit, and I've had clients throughout my years of doing my work who have received a diagnosis of cancer and just walking with them holistically, morally, and spiritually through their journey of cancer. Cancer is a disease that affects most of us in one way or another. And this particular episode is not so much going to be covering prevention as it is talking to those who have walked through cancer and who are navigating life after the diagnosis, either during or post-treatment. So they've come through chemotherapy, they've come through radiation, and I'm going to stay in my lane with this conversation as well, which is going to include nutrition and lifestyle, as well as mental health and spiritual support. So there are over 200 types of cancers at this moment, of which we can classify according to where they are in the body, where they start in the body. The most common types of cancers uh, that are known are breast cancer, uh, cancer that forms in the cells of the breast, prostate cancer, uh, basal cell cancer, which is a type of cancer that begins in the basal cells, melanoma, mel I'm sorry, melanoma, that's skin cancer, colon cancer, lung, leukemia, lymphoma, and of course, there are so many more. As I mentioned, there are more than 200 types of cancers. It is always recommended for all of us, and I, I really want to lay heavy on this, that we are getting ourselves tested every year. And, and, and this is a personal disclaimer here, uh, that I know that there are some tests in their advancement have changed the frequency of visits 
case in point, pap smears, well, woman exams are not usually recommended annually now. For me, and as far as I'm concerned, for my well-being, I go every year for that particular test. Uh, I have chosen thermographies over uh, mammograms. For me, I like the process. I love the testing. I love um, how thermographies evaluate the body as well as the breast. Also, for me, I have fibrocystic uh, breast tissue, which are just uh, very tender masses of tissue, and mammograms can often be um, quite painful. So that's a personal decision of mine. I think I have a, I do, I have a blog on holisticallywell.co that talks about mammograms and thermographies and my choice. And I think I may have even included a video snippet on there. So you're more than welcome to go and check that out. What I want to say also as a disclaimer is that this information is not meant to treat, cure, or diagnose you. These are my opinions, um, my thoughts, um, staying in the lane of my work and the continued research um, that, I, that I'm doing in an effort to be a responsible educator and practitioner for women. Of all, um, of all ages, of all backgrounds, and dealing with all issues, to be able to uh, know enough in the holistic health well-being space to be able to walk alongside of you and offer support and maybe even referral. And while I'm saying that, as well as my disclaimer, I also want to say that to each woman and man, because there may be men who are listening to this as well, so I'll include some information that would um, also accommodate the needs of men. Uh, but let me also say that each of you are going to journey in your own way. There is a big debate and there is a hierarchy of both attitude and practice in whether or not a person should go the holistic route when it comes to uh, cancer treatment. And uh, while this is the work that I do, I can't say for one or the other, what you should or should not do. What I, what I do say to you is that, and this has always been the message that I've shared, is to have a wonderful, healthy relationship and pairing of both. To have a team on both ends of the spectrum because they specify and they special, they specialize, should I say, they specialize in various areas and you want to have the best of both worlds. So when you choose not to go, uh, when you choose to go a holistic route for your cancer journey, that means that you refuse chemo and radiation. I also think it, it's determined on the doctors that you're working with. I believe that it is important that you have a team of people when you are going through this journey. Of course, to be honest, but also to be sensitive and very personalized in the direction that would best suit you and is the best route for you to go. I think also based on the type of cancer uh, that a person is diagnosed with, as well as the stage of cancer that they're in, that has a lot to do with the direction and the decisions that uh, may be chosen by that patient and their team, as well as their family. 
Some people confuse holistic care with alternative care. Those are, alternative care is going to be different remedies and treatments that you can use in addition to your chemotherapy, your radiation, or your surgery. Some people are going to say not to go that route. Uh, this is a reason why conversation and professional assistance is of the utmost importance. Uh, everybody's going to have a different journey. Everybody's going to have a different result. Chemo is going to hit each patient differently. Radiation is going to hit each patient differently. I was very blessed to work with Kelsey Sebo's Cancer Center uh, in the year 2020 and um, just experienced expanded my appreciation for nutrition and alternative and complementary therapy while patients were receiving chemo and radiation. And so I think that it is important for everyone to work in their area of specialization because, for example, certain patients that I, that I may have consulted with, not just with Kelsey, but um, even within my own practice, that have certain types of cancers, certain foods they sh they that I would or would not recommend that we would consider. And this is why I'm very careful about buzzwords, because buzzwords like clean eating and superfoods and things like that cannot be proven as a generalization across the board. Case in point, when I'm talking about those who have celiac disease or autoimmune disease or thyroid disease, there are certain vegetables that should not be consumed as much or at all. There are some people who cannot tolerate raw, 100% raw diet because of their digestion or their body's bioavailability. There's so many different uh, types of needs for each and every one of us. So when you're going through something as serious as cancer, it is critical that you have accurate information, that you have people that are working with you that are going to help you on all fronts. It's just like the village mentality with children. It takes a village to get through hard hitting, knee knocking experiences. It is not about ultra positivity. It's not about just meditating and being um, uh, and being hopeful and positive. There are times that you're going to need to lean on the strength of other people. For those of you who are who are believers and believers of faith, uh, it doesn't question your faith or the strength of your faith when you have a day that you literally feel like you want to give up because the pain is so great or the mental anguish is, anguish is so great. There are times in our life, here's the village mentality, there are times in our life where you do need the strength of someone else. There are times in your life where you need to be able to say through your humanity, through your flesh, through your soul, which is the seed of your emotions, that I don't know. And have someone that won't necessarily... Um, overindulge you in positivity, but will give you that moment to be human and let you lean on them and be strength and be present. And listen, if you are the person that's supporting them, pray quietly, fast for them sometimes. Research for them sometimes. Do the small things that mean so much because the right is a hell of a whirlwind. So I want to talk about um, nutrition and lifestyle treatments and uh, and um, in hopes that this will help. My prayers are with you. Uh, nutrition changes extremely 
uh, mid and post um, therapy, whether you are declared cancer free or whether you are in the middle of your treatment. Um, since I already believe that food is very personalized um, and that we have to be very careful in categorizing and, and typing our food eating, I will say that for many who are going through radiation, chemotherapy, certain parts of your body, your organs can be extremely affected. And as a result of that, it's going to throw off your body's pH. It's going to throw off your gut balance, your um, your acidity, your alkalinity in your body. Your or uh, many women um, have their ovaries disturbed or um, affected by the degree of radiation. Some people do pretty good with chemotherapy, but radio but radiation can darn near take them out. Um, there are so many different effects that the the treatment will have, not just in an effort to destroy the cells, the cancerous cells, but what it does in the process to the body. So there are some things very that that may very well change. And I want you to be open to that. I want you to go through all of the emotional um emotion, the, the, the rainbow and the myriad of emotions that you're going to have as this changes your life. It's going to change the outcome of, of some of the dreams and the desires that you had. And, and while I'm saying that, I want to also give you permission. Here's the mental health support and the spiritual enrichment support. Give yourself permission to grieve the life that you knew the body that you knew, the life that you desired. And I think one thing that we really have to do in the faith uh, community is to make sure not only are we just constantly talking about victory and if we do X, Y, Z, then we'll receive X, Y, Z. But if we are adequately equipping one another to understand that life is going to happen to yes, even us, And so how will we be able to find the grace and the space and the fortitude to move forward, to limp forward, to crawl forward until we start to see the light again and and some sense of um, personalized normal? I want to be very intentional with my words. I don't even want to say new normal, your own personalized normal, because no one's going to know what that is until you get to that place. So give yourself a lot of room and give yourself the permission to grieve life as you knew it and life as you wanted it, uh, wanted it to be. All right. Where do I want to start now moving uh, from there? Let me talk real quick about some complementary and alternative therapies. There are certain things that I have uh, shared with clients, again, based on the various factors you all, based on heredity, uh, based on maternal and paternal history, based on culture, based on environment, based on medications, based on previous health issues or current health issues, based on also the um, the uh, PARQ uh, that your doctor gives you, which is going to be um, uh, which is going to be a questionnaire. It's going to be like a screening. And then following that, they're going to offer you what they suggest should be done. 
uh, for you um, in, in this process and what the road ahead looks like. So some of these are, um, let me, let me try to stop using all these arms. I do not like arms. And some of these are going to be therapies that, that you may want to consider and look into. And again, each person individualize this for yourself. So first of all, I just want you to know that there's a difference between complementary therapy and alternative therapy. Complementary therapy is complementary with an E, not complementary with an I as in free or courtesy. Complementary therapy, you can use it with conventional medical treatment. That's one of the areas that I specialize in with walking with uh, in walking with patients through their treatment and their journey. Alternative therapy is going to be treatment that you choose instead of the conventional medical treatment. Conventional cancer treatments are your chemotherapy and your radiotherapy. And it's a lot of rigorous testing that has to um, that you have to undergo to prove that that it works. So when we say keep a well-balanced diet, that kind of goes out the window for many uh, patients journeying through cancer. I don't want to just call you cancer patients, patients, people journeying through their cancer journey, uh, going through their cancer journey. It's all going to be about what, how your body responds to said vitamins and nutrients while also receiving a very aggressive attack in the form of chemo and radiotherapy that it has never felt before. So what I will say in the general effort of that is, yes, to try to keep it balanced, which is your great sustainable meat proteins, carbohydrates, your complex carbohydrates, healthy fats. Your body is going to need to pull from that to help to repair itself for tissue repair. Uh, this is the time where you speak to a dietitian, you speak to a holistic nutritionist, you speak to someone like myself. And I would even say that when you do, they need to know all of the details about yourself, your diagnosis, your history, your eating prior to the diagnosis, what you're doing presently, and all of those different things, as well as, and I, I left out supplementation when I talked about meds. But supplementation as well. Those are things that they are going to need to know. And many times when you're starting this treatment, uh, it can affect the body rather aggressively and the body doesn't want to eat or it doesn't. It's not able to hold down a lot of foods. A nausea is a very um, familiar and common experience. So I'd like to recommend frankincense essential oil therapy. Uh, this one is very common for brain, breast, colon, pancreatic, prostate, and stomach cancers. Uh, frankincense is a natural aroma. It is an essential oil, which is an extracted oil from plant. So it still is chemical based, uh, which, which is why it needs to be handled carefully. But frankincense has been a great cancer fighting agent a medicinal agent that can be used in a therapy form to combat uh, your nausea, your dizziness. Frankincense and as, and as much um, also in addition to, should I say, peppermint and uh, eucalyptus as well. 
the way that you would want to consider the frankincense, I would say do a skin test because your body is always already going through a lot of changes and there may be some frailties in ways that you've not had frailty before. So you do a skin test. You're going to combine your essential oil. Make sure that it says a therapeutic grade and topical grade. You're going to combine it with combine it with a carrier oil, your, your jojoba oil, your avocado oil, coconut oil, and you're going to rub that essential oil on your neck three times a day. Drink uh, three drops um, of, um, of the frankincense in eight ounces of water daily. Again, this is an alternative, I'm sorry, a complimentary therapy called frankincense essential oil therapy. I believe the doctor who came up with this particular practice, ooh, don't fail me now, mine, Dr. Budwig, I believe uh, is the doctor that came up with this particular uh, therapy. But it's one that you can consider. Um, I'm going to say now when you look at essential oils, you're always going to see the root name. You're going to see the terms that we're typically familiar with. You know, your Lang Lang, orange, lemon, frankincense, um, peppermint, eucalyptus, all of those. And then you're also going to see the root word. So look for specifically frankincense Boswellia serrata. That's the origin of the plant. And that will help you to know that it's going to be clinically grade, a clinical grade, therapeutic grade for you to use. There are times where after completing treatment that your body, because the body's digestion uh, changes and gut changes that you may need to consider plant plant based diets that the body no longer processes certain meats like it used to for some not all meats and then for some it changes the the complete composition of how it digests metabolizes and absorbs meat so some some people do choose juicing. Some people call uh, choose what is known as the Garrison therapy. Uh, it's organic plant based foods. It includes beef liver, though. Uh, beef liver, which is great for iron, natural supplementation, and raw juices. So this is not smoothies. These are juices that you take just the vegetables. And you juice the vegetables to drink them. What it's said to do is to reactivate the entire body without causing any type of side effects. A natural treatment to boost the immune system in its effort to heal. Also, arthritis, heart disease, allergies. Uh, this particular therapy type has been known to be effective and um, has received a lot of great feedback by those who have tried it. A lot of times as well, we're thinking about metabolic health and, and how, to get the me how, how to get the metabolic health, your me metabolism uh, rebooted and to work for you. For some people, they lose a lot of weight. Uh, for some champions who are going through chemo and radiation, they gain weight. And so your metabolic function is compromised. Your mitochondria health is compromised. And also... Let's keep in mind that you ex you experience cr of chronic fatigue syndrome. I mean, a, a certain type of tiredness that you never knew existed. You know, not the, oh, I didn't get enough sleep 
kind of fatigue. It's a chronic fatigue from everything that your body has been through. And so like my mom used to always say with me when I wanted to rush through stuff, you got to easy does it. Easy does it. A little bit at a time. Your body needs to be detoxified, you know? Your body needs a chance to recover. Your mind needs a chance to recover. You've got to see what life looks like now on this side uh, of the healing spectrum. I want to go through another uh, therapy with you as well. Now, one that I am a big proponent of, and I talk, I have talked to so many people about this. I've even done a live about this one, and that is the oxygen therapy, the hyperbaric chambers. Listen, I am a believer. I have watched it work. I um, have recommended it. I have seen it work in my own family with one of my precious nephews who is on the severe spectrum of autism, how it has helped him. My mother-in-law at the beginning of her, well, no, midway through her diagnosis of Parkinson's and dementia, um, I advocated for hyperbaric chamber treatment for her. And there are two different types. They have the vertical where you can sit in it, which is what we did for her. She wasn't in a comfort place to lie down. And then you have the horizontal chambers where you can lay down and they are large enough so that you don't feel isolated and suffocated. But uh, the Nobel uh, Peace Prize winner, uh, Dr. Warburg said that all normal cells have an absolute requirement for oxygen, but cancer cells can live without oxygen, a rule without exception. Deprive a cell, 35% of its oxygen for 48 hours, and it can become cancerous. So what I like about the hyperbaric chamber is that it understands how to respond to the need of oxygen, oxygen therapy. Uh, our, it involves breathing 100% pure oxygen while you're in this specialized space, that's, which is the hyperbaric chamber. The air pressure inside is raised to a level that is higher than normal air pressure. So the increased air pressure in the chamber helps the lungs to collect more oxygen. This particular therapy has been recommended for, yes, those who have uh, who are in recovery of cancer, leukemia, carbon monoxide po uh, poisoning, gangrene, infections of different kind, uh, different degenerative diseases and diseases where the tissue is starved of oxygen. I recommend this wholeheartedly. I have referrals if you want to get in touch with me, people who I deal with specifically uh, for this type of treatment. But Dr. War War Warburg, I love that he clarified how important the need of oxygen is and the root cause of cancer is oxygen, oxygen deficiency. Somewhere within your life, your activity, your exposure in this world, uh, there could have been a, a huge decline in oxygen exposure or oxygen reception for you. So it creates an acidic state in the body. And it was discovered that cancer cells could not breathe oxygen and could not survive in the presence of high levels of oxygen. We talk about alkaline and it's a big drive now in the body being in an alkaline state. When the body is typically in an alkaline state, that also means that the body has a pretty sufficient amount of oxygen that is needed. We also hear uh, the word antioxidant and we want antioxidants. What it 
typically means, what it basically means is thriving sales, thriving sale life. So when we talk about foods that are high in antioxidant, that means that it has life-giving sale ability. So when a fruit is exposed to the air, it starts to do what? It starts to rot. It starts to brown. Oxidative stress. We want to reverse that oxidative effect by giving the body antioxidants. And you can find antioxidants a lot in berries. All right, I want to go on. Uh, let's see, let me make sure I covered everything that I wanted to cover about hyperbaric chamber, uh, oxygen therapy. I want you to look into it and consider it. I 100% recommend it. I stand behind it. Again, the hyperbaric oxygen chamber is going to give you two to three times more oxygen than the normal atmospheric pressure. And you need that because you need your blood to carry oxygen to your organs and tissues in your body. That's going to help heal of infections and wounds and the, the effects of radiation and heal the tissues in the body. I love it. I love it. I love it. Look into that. I want to remind you of the need of getting sunshine and getting vitamin D. I am a big proponent of vitamin D3, vitamin D3 raw. It's a fat soluble vitamin and minerals that we need to keep our body uh, free of cancer and to recover from cancer. There has been documented review after review about the considerable progress that is made with vitamin D3. If you're not already on it just as a lifestyle, it's important to consider vitamin D3. Um, you can check the studies about it. American Journal of Clinical Nutrition is one, but just the great absorbency that vitamin D3 um, provides. You can give, you can use that as supplementation. Of course, sun with proper sun um, protection is one of the greatest ways to receive it. Now you don't have to be out in the sun for an extreme amount of time to dehydrate yourself. But optimizing the benefit that D3 uh, of the uh, optimizing the D3 that we receive from the sun, just about 50 to 20 minutes a day. As much of your body as you can absorb it helps considerably in the recovery and the revitalization of, um, of your body. And then if you need to take it orally by supplementation, five to 10,000 IUs of vitamin D3 a day. Again, it's fat soluble, so it's considered a healthy fat and it's going to absorb well. Um, you've got other healthy fats like coconut oil and kefir and yogurt, um, some cottage cheeses, if it's whole milk fat that you can consider. And then I want to also move really quickly to um, the benefits of turmeric and curcumin and how in recent and not just recent, but how in studies and case studies and uh, medical journals, these two have been linked to help with the recovery of cancers. These are spices that have anti-cancer benefits and effects able to fight 
uh, cancerous cells from growing, helping to prevent cancerous cells from growing. Breast, bowel, stomach, and skin, skin cancers, just to name a few. Especially if you're going through chemotherapy, you can combine curcumin with your chemotherapy. Uh, laboratory, lab, laboratories, uh, Latin, blah, laboratory studies have shown that curcumin interferes with uh, cancer development, growth, and the spread of it. It blocked the formation of the cancer, uh, the enzymes that cause the cancer. These are, I'm only giving you evidence-based um, research, okay? And is what I have done so far. So again, I want you to take your journey in steps. I want to talk, and I think I'll close with this one because this can go rather long. Uh, I talked about the Gerson diet or therapy. want you to consider, um, uh, huh, yep, let me talk about dairy because I, I did an episode about dairy. To, to do dairy or not to do, to, not to do therapy, uh, bleh, dairy. A lot of people believe that dairy products contain hormones that could cause different types of cancers, but that's not been wholly verified in the research and in documentations, particularly with farmers. So it's not been put in law per se that um, this is a, um, a research across the board that has proven to be true or adequate. Low-fat dairy can be used to protect uh, against breast cancer, menopause. If you're on my menopause bandwagon, you already know that I've talked about it. You need the calcium from it. I've also talked about once we reach a certain age, there, is, there are benefits, vitamins, and, and minerals in whole fat in, and calcium that are actually needed. So do go and listen to that podcast that I have. Um, talking about dairy and the history of it, where things went wrong and the considerations now as it relates to dairy. And then I want to touch on alkaline real quick. I'm just hitting several things. And of course, go back and repeat this and, and listen to it as much as possible. I want to talk real quick about alkaline. I don't want to talk about it from a, a trending perspective. I want to talk about it from a scientific and a diet perspective. So your pH levels, your pH of, of your body is going to change when you're going through a journey like this. And so it's going to change the pH level of your stomach. You don't want, the, the goal is not to have anything less than seven uh, to be acidic, but to be greater than seven so that you can stay in a position of being alkaline. Um, you're going to want to consider vegetables and fruits, uh, foods that are high in iron and calcium, zinc, your vitamin B12 and vitamin D. If you're at a point at, where you're not able to consume a lot of foods and you have to do this through supplementation, then that is okay as well because you're going to be excreting a lot of vitamins and minerals per se and your not per se, but, but for example, your urine, your sweat, your bowel movements. There are a lot of ways that we excrete a lot of vitamins and minerals. And so, of course, with the intensity of the chemotherapy and the radiotherapy as well, your body is going to be affected by that. Um, and if you 
are at a place where you're doing holy vegetables and fruit, but you're noticing that your body needs to pull a little bit more and so that you don't become malnourished, then yes, look at the supplementation to add to the whole foods that you're eating. We want to try to change the pH of your blood to be more alkaline. And so this is a way that we can consider trying to realign and to elevate your pH levels. I think I want to stop right there. I am very conscious about um, episodes being too long and making sure that I give you enough that you can digest, have a sila moment, and then, of course, uh, replay this as much as needed. I want to encourage you. I want to end with encouraging you. And I want to say something opposite of the adage of being strong. I want you to be human with a spirit that keeps you centered and anchored. I want you to be human with a village around you that prays for you, that helps you laugh, that supports you, that does the little things to the big things, that helps you to remember that there is still beauty in life and in living, and that really proved to be there for you in your most vulnerable time of need. I want you to go through this journey knowing that it is designed for you to win and keep yourself engrossed in things that will feed your spirit, feed your soul, feed your mind. And you will come through this on the other side. This has been your well woman practitioner Lashana Moore reminding you to be well and to be whole as a man or a woman thinketh so is he. And a merry heart is so important to your holistic care. Until the next time.